Are you a psychic, sensitive, or seeker who wants to learn more? Welcome to The Mystic School with Sarah Wiseman, where we dive deep into all things mystic and metaphysical. Here's Sarah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Mystic School as we're kind of making our way to the end of 2022 and moving our way to a year that's going to (laughs) be... a lot better for most of us for the for the majority of us it's going to be a lot better situation and year we've come through a lot today we're talking about is soul reflection important uh, we'll reflect on the challenges we faced and the soul lessons we've learned this year and it's really so important as this antithesis to the busyness of this season as we sort of hurl ourselves into whatever holidays you celebrate or um, the holidays sort of have been co-opted by commercial financial situations. So we sort of throw ourselves into that with more busyness for a lot of us than usual, more socializing than we might usually usually do or more shopping or more cooking, Um, not everybody, but for a lot of folks. And so at the same time, the universe is saying, hey, it's northern, northern hemisphere, it's winter. Uh, This is time of rest, of reflection. This is time of, um, you know, what just happened? What just happened in this blur of this year past? So it's really good to give yourself the time, even though you may be busier than usual, to somehow opt out of that addiction to busyness and to go into these places of stillness. And I'm always surprised by how even just a few minutes of stillness brings this incredible wealth of knowledge and understanding and wisdom. Like, how does that even work? We're busy, we're confused, we don't understand what's going on. We take those few moments in meditation or prayer or sometimes reading a spiritual style book or something deeper or just going outside and sort of being in the fresh air and looking at nature for a little bit. And somehow everything just becomes clear, like we get a clear sense of our direction or we have clear information come in. And I don't know why it works that way, but my suspicion is that when we move our mind, ego, personality out of the way, And again, mind, ego, personality is what's propelling us to be busy and do all this stuff and follow along with the group and be in the group. But when we allow ourselves to opt out of that and instead we connect with the vastness of the universe and we connect with the now moment instead of the past or the future or what we got to do, When we connect with the now moment, our entire perception changes. It's like the soul gets to lead for a while. Mind, ego, personality takes a step back and the soul, the soul gets to lead for a while. 
So I want you to just consider this, especially now if you're feeling stress or you're feeling over busy. Um, I was at something, this is over Thanksgiving. I was somewhere and I overheard one woman saying to like a cashier that <laughs> she had to take a turkey. Um, she had to take a turkey from one place in town to another place in town and gather some food and take that to another place in town. And so this whole thing was like a, a comedy of carrying a turkey around in a car and just thinking like, is this how we are meant to live? Is this how we're meant to be in our lives? Uh, I did want to remind you it's a free readings Tuesday today, eight, 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 two, nine, eight, five, five, six, nine, eight, 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 two, nine, eight, five, five, six, nine, and very happy to have talk with you about whatever is going on in your life. Um, to put this in perspective a little bit more, um, I want to, um, just have you have this perspective. So I've been doing a lot of reading about these books about, um, I don't know, just a variety of books about ancient civilizations and how at some points these, you know, very big, robust civilizations in the world thousands and thousands of years ago, not in one location, but in many locations, they just, they just vanished or they just suddenly weren't there. And going into the sediments of the earth and finding um, historical evidence of a great flood or a great famine. And so this idea that where we are now may not have always been this way, may only have been this way for, I don't know, a couple thousand years. I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not clear on the timeframes of all of this, but the bigger idea is that the earth continues to change and that things that we think are lasting or, or permanent, such as societies, continue to shift. People migrate, there's diseases, um, there's growth, there's new populations, there's um, climate issues. And so this continual flux, it's not just like everybody moves to New York City and New York City never changes. Over the years, that place on the planet continues to shift and change for many, many, many reasons. Not, not all disaster, many of them by choice. And so if we look at ourselves as part of this timeline from whenever humanity started and then however many generations it's been till now and considering all of the past lives that we've had as, as we'll just say as humans lifetime 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 and all that we've seen in those lifetimes maybe we can't remember it all maybe we can just remember a couple of the lifetimes when we go into past lives but this idea that you know it's not our first time around it's not our first time here and that the changes that happen are a normal part of the entire entire cycle of the planet and of our lifetime after lifetime after lifetime 
And this is only humanity, right? That we're not looking at the other species. We're not looking at uh, non-human life. We're just looking at the human history and the human history on this planet. And it just shows that everything's changing all the time. Everything's always moving in into you know either it getting bigger or getting smaller. This is just. The, the whole way of creation and destruction, this continual cycle. And so if that's the continual cycle, and if that's how things work, we don't have to fight with it too much. We don't have to worry about getting things right or having things be perfect or striving away at these societal ideas. And so as you look at like how the year has been for you, um, you know, especially looking, of course, at the challenges you faced and whether you faced those easily or with a lot of struggle and suffering and looking at how much you grasped onto in the midst of struggle, which most of us have had these challenges and struggle in the midst of struggle and challenge, do you grasp onto this idea that it needs to be a certain way to be okay? Or can it be as it is still challenging, still a struggle, but we don't have to attach to this idea that it needs to be a certain way. We accept, oh, I'm in a struggle. I'm in a challenge now. Okay. Probably in some time frame, one second from now, one week from now, two years from now, this is going to be different. I don't have to attach to this idea that this is the permanent way forever. And especially as we're faced with kind of some of these more pressurized distractions around the holidays, like you've got to get the certain gift or got to cook the food the right way or be, be visiting people at this way or that way. You can just let it go. If there's people that you're involved with in your holiday um, gatherings that you don't get along with, you don't have to change them or shift them. You just you just pay attention. You just keep your eyes on your paper, right? You just pay attention with sense of humor, like, hey, I'm human. Here I am in this lifetime. Whoa, crazier than the last lifetime. Uh, everything changes all the time, except for, of course, our infinite nature. Everything changes. And so what am I learning from this? What am I, how can I detach from the need to have it be a certain way, which is the mind trying to be in control, the mind ego trying to be in control? How can I relax in the moment, sit back and be with what is instead of what the mind ego personality says it should be or what society says it should be and how can I just reflect on the soul part of myself instead of the ego part just like relaxing 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 accepting things as they are accepting the now moment as it is and taking all of this angst and just letting it go this is an invitation to this more frenetic frenzied time that we're in as we round the corner into the new year 
Uh, we also today specifically, we have a lot of Mars activity going on. So there's some conflict there, but just kind of, you know, just detach, detach from needing it to be different and just notice how it is and see if that helps you and look at all the ways you've moved through this year, everything you've learned about yourself, about other people, about the world, we've all become better and better and better at paying attention to what's important and not being so distracted by sort of the hubbub of what's calling to our attention every moment in our social media and the news feeds. Alrighty, let us go to the phones. We have some patient listeners waiting. So first up, we have Debbie from Seattle. Debbie, welcome to the program. Thank you so very much, Sarah. This is my first time listening to your program. I absolutely resonate with it and love it. I receive your um, weekly um, emails and I view your website frequently Excellent. to see what you're, you're offering. And um, thank you for everything that you've said so far on the show. Um, uh, it, it is very... Uh, poignant and um, easy to understand, and I appreciate that. I am in the middle of uh, saying goodbye to a very dear friend uh, who I've been friends with for 27 years, and she's moving uh, to Arizona. Uh, Just like many of both of our uh, other friends have done, and at the going away party, Everyone looked at me and said, well, now that she's moving and you've worked together and been friends all these times longer than anybody here, what are you going to do with your life in such a derogatory way? And um, I just responded and said, that's not even a question. I'm happy for my friend. But when I went home, I, I, I know I attached to the judgment of, Um, people thinking that my life has only been in league with this one friend. (laughs) And um, yes, I'm extremely sorrowful to not have this friend near, uh, you know, a mile away and work with her and, and and be each other's go-to for everything. Um, I instantly fell into failure and thought, this is not me. And I know yeah. that I desire to move, but yeah, let me let goal. me provide let me provide some perspective for you, Debbie. And um, the way that I'm seeing this is, you know, we go through this lifetime, and if you're if you're lucky enough to have a partner or a friend or a sibling or parent or whoever it is that's that's in this position for so many years, you know, obviously you and they are great master soul teachers to each other and yet again like this idea that it is sorrowful that your friend is going and it's also very very freeing for both of you because you now have the opportunity and you're giving each other the blessing to explore different parts of you know they get to explore different parts of themselves you get to explore different parts of yourself and um this if this is what is coming into reality then this is what the universe is inviting you to do like who else are you besides you being in relationship to this person 
So I would just look at it as, I actually don't think you're going to be um, separated for that long. I think this is, <laughs> I think you're going to rejoin up at, at some place pretty soon, like within a couple years. But mm -hmm. so use this opportunity as um, who am I without this, this, you know, you, you guys have been mirroring each other for a long time. And who am I without this mirror? And just see what happens, like treat it as an adventure and discover okay. the rest of yourself. So uh, Debbie, I'm going to let you go because I have a couple other callers waiting, but, you know, treat this as a destined, beautiful, wonderful opportunity, knowing that for whatever reason, you're going to be hooked back up with this person soon enough. So enjoy, enjoy this uh, time of exploration. Anyway, thank you for calling. Yeah, yeah. Taking it yeah thank you. Bye. Thank you. Deborah from Colorado, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi, Deborah. It's Sarah. What can Hi. I help you out with today? Hi. Hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. I listen to you every week. I really enjoy it. Um, so my question, you had posted about, you know, do you feel stuck? Do you feel kind of lost and things aren't happening? And I feel that way. Um, as I go through my spiritual development, I realize some of my motivations were based on things that probably don't make a lot of sense, you know, kind of proving yourself or, you know, achieving certain things to feel some validation. Yeah. And as those go away, I kind of feel like a bit lost, like, okay, well, I could do this, but why am I doing yeah. that? Oh, maybe that's not a good reason why to do that, you know? that kind of thing where I feel a little bit for the first time in my life, I feel a little like bored and, and stuck and yeah. not sure where to go. You know, Deborah, I think this is not just you. Like as I've been talking, I mean, I talked to a lot of people and this has been coming up kind of like all month long. I mean, it probably was happening before, but people are finally like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not that interested in what I used to do. And I think this is the natural, um, like wave or rhythm or cycle of all that we've, we, I mean, we've all been through group trauma for the last six years or so. I don't know, maybe more. And mm -hmm. so of course we changed and we're just barely starting to see so, sort of this light at the end of the tunnel. Like things are going to potentially maybe could get better than they were ver versus getting worse or, or we just get this sort of trauma fatigue and we're just question everything. So I think it's a really appropriate feeling and I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't try to, and this isn't just for you, but for lots of people listening in the same boat, I wouldn't try and fix it by doing stuff. I would tr attempt to drop as much as possible. And like this idea of, waiting for further instructions or allowing stillness to reveal the next step as opposed to, you know, year end, we're like, okay, what am I going to do for the next year? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Like let that go and just kind of wait because the next piece will be arriving to you soon. Okay. But maybe not yet. Yeah, I've been kind of hearing that. Yeah. I've been hearing that from yeah. other sources too. So maybe that it's something I need to listen to. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of in the collective. It's kind of based on all the trauma we've been through. And um, what I feel is that 
people are going to be led to a much higher possibility than their mind has been creating for them. But we just have to wait for it. Like it's not, it's not quite here yet. I'm also hearing like um, astrologically, like end of March is when everything sort of clicks into gear again. So we may be waiting for a little while and that's okay. You know, it's just, it's a good time to shift through and keep releasing whatever in our baggage (laughs) is still hanging around. Like what else can I release? Okay. Go through it again, you know, and just keep doing that process while you're waiting for these new instructions. So see if that helps you out. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Uh, We have Kate calling from Houston. Kate, welcome to the program. Hi, Sarah. Hi. What can I help you out with today? I called in a couple of years ago, I guess, but here I am again. I just had a quick question, and I feel like I'm really piggybacking on the last caller. I have a feeling it's going to be similar advice. Um, I am coming up on the holidays, and in general, I feel responsible for, I think, everyone's happiness in my family. And um, I just am feeling that stress and overwhelm in general already about, like, I have two children and my youngest is on the spectrum and this probably doesn't sound like a big deal but i hadn't signed up for just a few days of a nature camp because i know that was something he would enjoy and we really need the structure because he and his Mm -hmm, sister will mm -hmm. start to yeah um anyway uh get at each other and i was relying on having the structure this arboretum camp is falling through for him Mm -hmm. and um and then I have my own little corner of some acting that I do on the side, and I just submitted to a new agent. Uh, so I feel like I'm in flux there. I feel like things with my husband, again, I'm trying to, like, put down some of that sense of responsibility that I feel for everyone. And so I guess my question is, am I on the right track? Or I, I'm not even sure what my question is or what your advice might be about this. Yeah, well, I think I would look at this. A lot of people are dealing with the question of um, over caretaking, um, codependency, which isn't quite what I'm sensing with you, but taking like being hyper responsible or being the one to fix, manage, massage, and take care of everyone emotionally. And especially yeah. if you have a, a like neurodivergent child, then of course you're going to feel that more. But even so, you might spend some time looking at, um, like, what are you required to fix? And I don't think you're required to fix and manage and smooth and gloss as much as you think you are. And mm-hmm. looking at the people that you can drop from your fix-it list, and maybe that's not your kids, because they're kids and they do need help, but maybe, maybe there's some friends it feels like, or some um, other other family members that are over relying on you. Like you're kind of, you've kind of made yourself the invaluable spoke in the wheel, but Mm -hmm. you just want to be a, you don't want to be the hub. You want to be just 
I don't know what it's called, the stick in the wheel. You want to just be an ordinary stick in the wheel. You don't want to be the thing holding the whole thing. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, so allow yourself to um, go through a list of all the people that sort of depend on you, especially I'm feeling like friends and other family members and just Mm -hmm. see who you can sort of easily sort of wean off, wean them Mm -hmm. off you and wean you off them. Mm-hmm. And just sort of be less responsible. Be responsible to a couple people. And again, probably your kids. Your husband seems to be a little um, distant. Um, mm-hmm. But that's also because you tend to be overly involved with other other people's emotions. And so he feels like he can't get to you or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Just just kind of take back your take back your attention and only place it where you think it it absolutely has to go and see if that changes things for you i i don't um i'm not getting anything about the acting or any of that that that's really coming up as like that's not important it's really about not over helping and not over caretaking and not holding the burden because if you're holding the burden for all these people like they don't learn to hold it themselves and mm-hmm. right now in this stage of our um in this stage of our development we are being asked to give back responsibility to everybody so that everybody learns to carry their own backpack basically mm-hmm. so okay thank you so much for reiterating yeah, just that, that, I feel like I've been getting something along those lines about like, what is, let other people make their choices. And yes. It's not right. My responsibility. Exactly. Just, I know that cognitively, but just a matter of, I thank you for reinforcing that. Yeah. And then you start to find like, as you stop over taking care of people that really should be doing their own caretaking, you just start to have lots more free time. And then suddenly you're not feeling as stressed the people that you are responsible to get a better part of you and you get more attention to yourself, which is amazing. So mm-hmm. it just kind of benefits everybody, just benefits mm-hmm. everybody. Good. Well, thank you, Kate. Have a good holiday. And yeah, just kind of keep working on that. That's it's a great practice to just let people do their own lives. So, right. Okay. Thank you so much, Sarah. Happy holidays to you. Yeah, you too. So everyone, I invite you to mm, consider what you've been working on this past year. Consider that every challenge has been put in there to offer us a soul lesson. Consider what you're still struggling with, and that's where there's more learning to happen. And then just remember, we've been here for eons and eons. There's lots of lifetimes. Maybe we won't always be on Earth. I don't know. But, um, you know, we're just continuing as these infinite souls, like learning, learning, learning. Allow yourself to um, relax a bit. Just detach from the hub above of the holidays remember most of it's created most of it's commercially created because this is where companies make their money of course they want you to buy the gifts of course they want you to buy the food of course they want you to be busy because that's how 
financial structure, the company or companies are, are making their money. Just let it go. Let all the expectations go. We will be with you next week and we're having a special winter solstice focus um, next week. So tune in then to more of the Mystic School with Sarah Wiseman. And also we're signing up for a January re retreat now. And you can find that at sarahwiseman.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Want more of The Mystic School with Sarah Wiseman? Tune in for uplifting talk on psychic opening, spiritual awakening, and all things mystic and metaphysical. Want to connect with Sarah? Visit sarahwiseman.com.